What's up, everybody? It's the Bench Warmers and Water Boys podcast. We are here what ready up? to go. It is Daniel, it is Thatcher, John, and yours truly, Carson. Uh, Charlie unfortunately had to take his new puppy to the vet ER. Mm. So um, hopefully, little Hazel, that little baby's okay. So, uh, John, what's what's up with Hazel? What'd you say was going on with his? Uh, new puppy? Apparently, she saw something going on with her eye. They had to run over to the vet ER. Um, hopefully, they don't need surgery or anything. But I mean, we'll see. He said he hopefully should be back soon. Hopefully, everything's all right. Still waiting to kind of hear about like what's exactly going on. But I know that they're busy. So, yeah. Fingers yeah. crossed, Hazel's all right. Thatcher, mm-hmm. do me a favor. Send Charlie a message not to be completely obnoxious when and if he's able to join us. Because <laughs> we are going to be all right. live. All right, guys, let's get into it. Um, let's talk injuries. Thankfully, once again, no huge and major injuries um, like Dak Prescott. No season-ending injuries. So very happy about that. Miles Sanders, minor knee injury. Just a little bit of a tweak. He's going to be out two to three weeks. Um, I say two to three weeks because I'm pretty sure that they have like a week 10 bye which puts them he would he would only be missing two weeks and then I think they have mm-hmm. that bye week so that makes it three um but this is probably good for him just to kind of get healthy uh, I know that he missed the first week of the season but nonetheless he's going to be gone so plan for that uh, Devontae Parker had a groin injury um I'm not really sure what the timeline is I, I honestly don't think that he's going to miss any time if he does it's not going to be more than a week so um well, you know what? No, yeah, you know, he's not going to miss any time whatsoever because they have their bye week coming up. Uh, Tua is going to be the starter. Um, this week, and, yeah. And, yeah, mm-hmm. I want to talk about that. I don't have that on the show, Doc, but we'll talk about that um, right after we do injuries. Um, you know what? No, we'll talk about it after we talk about uh, the free the team clock that we're going to get to in a couple couple segments. So, sure. Uh, Raheem Mostert, uh, high ankle sprain. There's mm-hmm. been a lot of talks that he's going to be put on IR. Now, I don't know if that means eight-week IR. Um, it's a high ankle sprain, so – I wouldn't be surprised if that's the case. Uh, Jarek McKinnon was able to pick up the pace. Um, Jamichael Hasty seemed to be doing well. They might even activate Tevin Coleman. It's coming around that time where they're able to do that. So um, keep an eye out on that. Maybe a speculative ad. If you have a super deep bench with an IR spot that's available, maybe throw Tevin Coleman on there. Um, He's not the first or second person or option, but I do think that he is probably the best running back um, when Raheem Mostert is gone. So um, last injury, thankfully, is Zach Ertz is going to be missing three to four weeks. Um, keep in mind that Dallas Goddard is due to be back um, after this upcoming week. So Dallas Goddard should be back by week eight. Um, unless the – I'm not sure what the bye week situation is. I need to double check on the Eagles. But um, honestly, this could be good because there's a lot of questions over Zach Ertz. He's not been super productive as of late, but he's still a big target. Um, and I kind of feel bad for the Eagles because right now their best option is Travis Fulgham, who we've never heard of until about two weeks ago because everybody else is hurt. But Deshaun Jackson apparently will be healthy for this upcoming game. So maybe he's Boston worth an Scott, ad. Though. That Wow, what a superstar, am I right? <laughs> All right, bye weeks. <laughs> bye weeks this week. Ravens, Vikings, Dolphins, Colts, get them out of your lineup. Um, those are the four teams that are not going to be playing in week seven of the, excuse me, of the NFL. Keep in mind that uh, the Ravens did have a week eight buy, but that was moved up because of the Titans COVID debacle. So um, the Ravens are on by this week. So keep that in mind. All right, people free the team check. Uh, let's see here. Gase still employed. Quinn, Quinn and O'Brien gone. Patricia still employed. And I added, uh, don't want him to be. What do we, what do we think of Mike McCarthy? Do you think that oh. the Cowboys are just a bad team, or maybe it's they the defensive all, coordinator, all the or is it Mike McCarthy? Came out and roasted them. Did you all see that? They came out, were just ripping all the coaches apart, saying none of them are prepared, none of them know what they're doing. I, hmm. I don't know. I think his first season in. I can't blame him too much on the Dak injury. That's not his fault. No. But, I mean, if they're not prepared and if it's what the players are saying, then, yeah, there's huge concern there. So the players are the ones giving the coaches the the verbal uh, pounding. Yeah, that's what okay. I saw. Okay, I got to <laughs> say then, I think that Mike McCarthy needs to go. I think this is an experiment and you figured out what the solution is. It's time to change something because – Um, number one, I think the most important thing a coach has to do is make sure that he can control the locker room. And obviously he can't do that. Um, because when you have good culture, then you can win. That's something that Ron Rivera is good at. He is a subpar coach in my opinion, but all of his players always love him. When uh, the cancer news came out, everybody in the league 
had something good to say about him. You know, he doesn't really have too many haters. So um, it's obvious that Mike McCarthy is not doing a very good job coaching his team to a win. So I'm going to permanently add him to this list because I think it's time for him to go, especially since his team hates him. And I got to say this, guys. I hate the Cowboys. Um, hate's a strong word. So I, they're my least favorite team in the NFL. I strongly (laughs) dislike the Cowboys organization and the majority of their fans. Um, but what I will say is that, wow, do they have some talent on offense? And I will say they have some young talent on defense, Leighton Vander Esch, Jalen Smith, very good players. Alden Smith is in the running for comeback player of the year. Uh, I remember back in like 2015 when JJ Watt had, you know, 20 plus sacks, Alden Smith was right behind him back for the 49ers. So um, Alvin Smith is, is no joke. Um, but yes, they, uh, they have some talent and they are definitely not playing up to playing it. Horribly. Yeah. They're playing, they're playing really bad. Uh, thankfully no COVID game changes this week. Okay. Who was it that we were going to talk about that I mentioned? Um, such the good memories. Dolphin situation, right? Yes. The dolphins. Okay. Let's talk about that before we get to the love bell signing. Tua. Yes. Okay. Dolphins, Tua man. has, it's, Miami has uh, announced that it is Tua time, um, and everybody was freaking really? out saying that, yeah, everybody was freaking out saying that, uh, you know, if a book needed to be written about, uh, you know, how to foster a young quarterback and how to bring him up, Brian Flores needs to write the book. What I want to hear, guys, is the chapter on, um, I want to hear the chapter on why you would pull your starting quarterback with a win streak when you're placed higher than the Patriots in your division to start the rookie. Um, do y'all think this is too early? Clearly I do. Um, we talked about this last week. We all thought we were going to play him at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. I have no mm-hmm. idea why they're pulling him. Did y'all see what, uh, Fitzy had to come out and say? Yeah, he was upset. He was Which is surprising because he, I mean, he knew this was always going to happen, but I don't think he knew it was going to happen this quick. Yeah. Well, well, why did they have like a plan though? Didn't they? Yeah. they have, well, like, that's the, that's the conflicting line? thing is the Dolphins apparently said that they had a plan. And that yeah. Tua was always going to be the starter after the bye as long as he was healthy and, you know, he seemed to be decent in practice. I feel like Fitzpatrick didn't really either get that memo or just didn't expect the team to go through with it after how successful he's been. Yeah, or he just wasn't expecting him to be that successful overall. So, I don't know. I mean, they, they've been doing well. They're on a great streak right now. Why Two win streak. I don't know. I don't get why they're not not just sticking with them. I think they say, hey, we've got a plan. Fitzy's dealing right now. Why don't we just stick with Fitzy? Um, but I think their plan was great and all, but I don't think anyone expected them to be doing what they were doing. So what I, think, I will say is yeah. if I remember correctly, I think I heard a stat thrown out on one of the other podcasts I listened to that the Dolphins, even though they're second in their division behind the Bills, they have more points scored than the Bills and less points against than the Bills, which means that they have held teams to less points than the Bills' defense and scored more than the Bills' offense. Um, Now, granted, that might be a reflection of matchups and whatnot, and maybe when they play head-to-head, maybe the Bills truly are the better team. Um, That's what the rankings show. Um, And Josh Allen is kind of in the MVP race. We'll see what happens with that. Um, He had kind of a poor outing. Against the, honestly, with the way they're playing, Fitzy should have been in the MVP race, but they're holding <laughs> him. So. Yeah, yeah, and sure. the way they're starting it too, they play they play Aaron Donald, Darnold. So like that's gonna be yeah, that's a tough that's a tough awakening for two. I don't know why they're thrown into the wolves like this. Yeah, it's gonna that's, be uh, <laughs> his hip injury is gonna be resurfacing. Hopefully yeah. not, but yeah, that's just yeah. dangerous. I really I really hope not, but they're really setting him up to fail right there. Yeah. Well, We'll see. Uh, this has made me, I, you know, I was for the past like year and a half, I've been a believer in Brian Flores thinking, okay, maybe this guy is the real deal, but this decision makes me recant a little bit. And I'm not sure if Brian Flores knows what he's doing here. Yeah. So let's move on. Let's talk about Le'Veon Bell going to the chiefs. Um, it was, it, uh, it came out that he was deciding between the dolphins and the chiefs, the dolphins. He definitely would have probably ended up becoming the workhorse running back. James Robinson mm-hmm. would have probably slid to the number two, probably would have still gotten some work because he's been pretty good. Wait, do you mean Robinson's James Robinson's on Jaguar or Jaguars? I'm talking about Miles Gaskin. I'm sorry. Yep, Gaskin. Yeah, Miles Gaskin. Um, but Le'Veon Bell is going to go to the Chiefs. Uh, fantasy football wise, uh, not a great move for anybody that owns either guy. But because uh, Le'Veon probably would have had more fantasy points with the Jets purely because of opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, now his opportunity in the in Kansas City may go down, but the quality of his touches is going to go up. Um, yes, mm-hmm. but the thing is, is that 
uh, real life football, this is a great move for the Chiefs because they have been struggling getting Clyde into the end zone. And Le'Veon is very good in the red zone. So this is a good move for them. Um, I'll be interested. like a 14-year-old. He's so small. Yeah. (laughs) I'll be interested to see who is the main guy when you're in between the 20s because Clyde – uh, Clyde has been averaging, you know, seven yards carry in some of these games in this, mo- in this most recent game, uh, you know, against uh, the Bills, who are, you know, not a joke of a defense. So uh, they've been pretty good against the running back. Now, granted, the, condi- the weather conditions were pretty sloppy, so it was a running back's game. Mm-hmm. But uh, seven yards carry is still really hard to do, and Clyde did that as a rookie. So I'll be interested to see if Lev Bell gets a lot of touches inside of the 20, uh, as opposed to what I would expect is him being a red zone guy. So... Probably. We'll see. I think, uh, I think it may be something like if Williams had played, I think they would have slipped in Clyde, but uh, we'll, we'll see. I, uh, Lev Bell's obviously better than Williams. so. Yeah, definitely. All right, well, let's move on. Let's talk about our Monday night football takeaways. Uh, Kansas City and Buffalo was supposed to be a Thursday night game, but was mm-hmm. flexed to Monday because Buffalo had already played on Tuesday night, so they would have only had one day of rest. So they would have played, gone home, and immediately uh, flown to Kansas City. If that's, I don't, I don't remember if it was a home game or an away game. Um, but Kansas City um, destroyed Buffalo. Um, what do y'all? What, what, what were y'all's takeaways from that game? Oh, I think Buffalo's on a rough streak right now. If I'm being honest, I think Buffalo looked untouchable until these past two weeks when they got destroyed excuse me, destroyed by the Titans. And they put up a little bit of a better game against the Chiefs. Um, but I think Buffalo is just starting to show a little bit more of who they could potentially be. I never thought they're really untouchable, but they're playing well. Now they're showing that they're not an average team. They're definitely above average, but they're not what everyone thought they were coming out of the gate. So I think it meant a lot more for Buffalo than the Chiefs. Um, Chiefs, we expected this. They should be beating teams. So mm-hmm. I think it meant a lot more for Buffalo to lose this game, to everyone to show who they are, than Chiefs winning it. Yeah. What yeah, I will say about that matchup is I think that the Bills are lacking two things right now. I think I think they're lacking a uh, an extra guy in the running back room. I think they need – I think – I see uh, – I see Devin Singletary as a Tevin Coleman who needs a Devonta Freeman, and Zach Moss is not their Devonta Freeman. What I mean by that is I think that um, Devin Singletary is not a guy that can carry an offense as the main running back. I think that he's good enough to be one of the main running backs, but in a 1A, 1B system, and I think that he is a 1B, and they really need their 1A, and uh, and I don't think Josh Allen can be QB1 and running back 1. So um, Zach Moss has been battling injury, though. Zach Moss really has been battling him. injury, but uh, from the film that I've seen, I'm, I have not been a big fan thus far, but we'll see. He has a chance to prove me wrong. Um, I believe he was back for this Kansas City game. Um, he was. Could be wrong, not very but, much, though. He only had five carries for 10 yards. Right. But so the Bills are also division. really struggling in their pass rush, and that's a big, big issue. I think that between the four, off, the four main defensive linemen, I think they only have like five or less sacks so far in the season so that's been a big problem being able to generate pressure so Ed Oliver needs to step his game up um he's a young guy but he's probably the most talented on the defensive line uh look for them to maybe see if they can add some depth there especially in the offseason if they get the opportunity maybe a, maybe some kind of trade uh, but they need to be able to get to the quarterback because Patrick Mahomes had you know minutes in the pocket to be able to throw the football so are there any other takeaways uh, aside from the Chiefs just being a good football team that y'all want to talk about? No, I mean, I think, yeah, the, the Chiefs are really showing that they can do it on both sides of the ball now. They're no longer just the offensive threat that's just going to throw up, you know, 30, 40 points. They can defend now, too. So they're a mm-hmm. serious contender. Uh, they've had some games that probably shouldn't have been as close as they were, but, um, you know, they're actually able to shut down some of these top-tier teams. So they're they're a threat. Yeah, and, like, off of that, like, month, that night, it was, like, very rainy. And, like, both teams – I mean, yeah. it was it's a struggle for the past game. So both teams kind of had a – run heavy too and like obviously the Chiefs have Clyde mm-hmm. the Bills running back like you said their whole situation with the running backs not as strong as Kansas City so it was like a run heavy game with that but yeah I do yeah. think Clyde's playing well we all kind of bash Clyde at the beginning but Clyde is playing well I will yeah. say that I am the Clyde owner in our dynasty league and uh, I'm a little nervous just because um, yeah, I, I mean, I think that he's one of those guys that if he's given the backfield, he can run for 1,200 plus yards. The problem is, uh, is that I just don't see him being able to 
punch it into the end zone uh, inside of the five yard line. And those are very, very valuable carries. And if he's not getting those opportunities because he can't convert them, then that worries me. I really only see him as a guy who can really hit a breakaway uh, touchdown. And, you know, you're lucky to get maybe four to six of those in a year. So I'm not sure if Clyde is one of those guys that's going to be able to score more than six to seven touchdowns in a year. And that, that worries me a little bit. Um, Does he lose his spot? I don't think he's going to lose his spot. Does Lev become workhorse? I don't don't think that Lev will become the workhorse because of the capital that they've invested in Clyde. And he's shown that he is very efficient when he gets the ball. Um, Now, is Clyde going to be pulled out in red zone situations? Unfortunately, I think that's the case. Maybe they run like a dual pistol situation where they're both back there. Um, just to kind and of he wasn't defenses. scoring anyways, so is it really changing Clyde's fantasy? I think that it will purely because I think that Le'Veon Bell will still get touches in between the 20s. Um, I think that he is going to be way more involved than Daryl Williams ever was uh, or could have been. Um, so I think that Clyde's production is going to go down. Uh, also, because a lot of the projections that you base Clyde on are you know, there's a certain percentage chance that he's going to get into the end zone that week. And I think that percentage chance goes way down with Lev Bell now on the team. So. Fair. Alrighty. Yeah. Let's talk about the Cardinals versus the Cowgirls. Uh, sorry. The Cowboys. Um, Whoops. Not acting like dog. it, not acting uh-huh. like it, but uh, nonetheless, um, the Cardinals trounced the Cowboys um, by a lot to a little uh, Andy Dalton, uh, man, our Texas red rifle. Uh, he kind of disappointed but I will say I was impressed at the beginning of the game. He was being sacked on multiple times and was able to get the ball out. And sometimes it's also rusty. I figured yeah. you might need a you might need it's a bumper game. I hope it's rust because I definitely remember him being a better player than what we saw. Uh, oh, yeah. that was, was kind of yeah. sad. Not yeah. gonna lie. Yeah. But Kyler Murray, good at football, uh, running more than Lamar Jackson right now. Uh, <laughs> so this is a that's a big deal. So keep your eye on uh, the Cardinals. Their offense is is uh, potent, very, very good. So um, I think that we don't, you know, there's not really a lot to talk about. The Cowboys defense is a wet paper bag, so uh, you can do anything against them. Hence Kenyon Drake having his best game of the year by a lot, Um, but definitely pump the brakes on Kenyon Drake. Uh, We're going to talk about that on next episode. So um, hint, hint. All right, guys, let's jump into the quick questions. We've got two for you. Um, The first one is, how much better do you think the Carolina Panthers are if you add back Luke Keekley? Let's say that he's healthy, he can play, you're going to get great production. Um, how, how, how much better do you think the Panthers are? Do you think they immediately become maybe a contender for the division, for the number one spot, or maybe is it just number two? What, what are we thinking? Mm. see i think i'm so the first thing i did is went back and look at their old games um and i well not old games like last year old games week one through now six uh and look up their their points given up mm-hmm. they've given up in order week one 34 mm-hmm. 31 16 21 16 and 23 mm-hmm and I think they were all they were all good offenses too. They didn't come up against the worst offense they came up against was the Chargers. Okay. So I think I honestly think this could easily flip around to them maybe having one loss. I think that man having the impact he did could have easily at least flipped around. So they beat they lost to the Raiders by four. Mm-hmm. So if he helps them stop them in a touchdown right there, that's a that's a dub. They lost to the Bucks by two possessions. That's still an L. And then the Bears, they just lost 16-23. Mm-hmm. If you stop them there, that could have been a win. So what I think a- you could turn that around and say yeah. with him, they could potentially only have one loss. I like that thought process. Um and the reason I wanted to ask this question is because friend of the show, Tyler Volk and I watch football together on Sundays uh, every week. And one of the things that we talked about is uh, bring, we brought up the question, is Aaron Donald the best uh, football player in the national football league, regardless of position. And, uh, and, you know, I brought up some names. I said, you know, there's Aaron Donald. I think that there's Russell Wilson, um, you know, Deandre Hopkins. Uh, and those were like the main three names that I was kind of floating around. Uh, you know, Christian McCaffrey. And then I thought, okay, well, wait a second. 
I was thinking, I was, I was trying to go through my mind. I was like, okay, what about all these positions I want to cover? I want to be fair. Offensive line, defensive line, DBs. I was like, okay, well, there's not really a Deion Sanders who can play both way, who's super shut down. Um, so no DBs. And I was like, okay, what about linebackers? And I thought, well, Bobby White. And I was like, wait a second. What about Luke Keekley? I know he's not in the NFL anymore, but Luke Keekley is one of the few guys who could do absolutely everything. He could cover, he could rush, uh, he could uh, mm-hmm. stop the run. He was just so multifaceted, so strong, so fast, so smart. He was incredible. Um, I mean, he was just an absolute beast. And he is one of those guys where if he was, you know, in his prime, I think that he might have been the best player in the NFL. And I would say that I think the Bucks are a very good football team. I think they're the best team in, in their division. I think if you add Luke Keekley, the Panthers are at number two. I think they, uh, they mm-hmm. passed the Saints, especially with the way that the Saints defense is going right now. And I will say that the Panthers' defense is very, very young. Uh, If y'all don't remember, every single one of the Panthers' draft picks was spent on on the defensive side of the ball. Not a single offensive player was taken in the draft. Um, And so they are a very, very young defense. One of their best defensive players right now is a rookie. And so um, I think that if you add Luke Keekly, if you add his just his his brilliant IQ for the game, um, you know him being the Peyton Manning of the defense, uh, I think that you know, like John said these one possession games may not be one possession games anymore. Maybe they're, maybe they're the ones that are up by a possession or it's at least a tie game and they have a shot. Um, and also when it comes to playing the saints specifically, uh, you know, Drew Brees throws the ball short. Luke Keekley takes a lot of that away. Michael Thomas is a short route guy. Now, can he do more than short routes? Absolutely. Uh, the problem is that's just not the same scheme right now. Russell or uh, Drew Brees is not Drew Brees of 10 years ago with the rocket arm. And Mike Thomas uh, has been hurt. That's right. Um, so I, I definitely think that if you add Luke Keekley back to the Panthers and he's, he, and he's healthy and he's not, you know, washed, then I think the Panthers are, you know, competing with the Bucks. But I think the Bucks are probably number one. But the Panthers, in my opinion, would easily be the second best team. Okay. I, I would think they're better than the Bucks, but that's my personal opinion. Yeah, honestly, I, I feel like I, would I wouldn't argue with that. the Bucks. I wouldn't argue. I, at that point, it's just more of a – Especially with um, injuries, the way they're going this year for the Bucks, they've been kind of off and on with their injuries. They've been yeah. in and out. Yeah. The way that they've been kind of washed around, Panthers, I think, would, would have that. Ultimately, what it comes down to, and I don't want to, you know, digress too far away from, the, from uh, you know, the main point of the show, but uh, the, the Bucks showed us that the way to beat them is by uh, making Tom Brady uncomfortable – and the way that you do that is that you just bring pressure on every single attempt. And uh, the Bucks' offensive line is really the, the key to their success. And that's why they lost to the Bears. The Bucks are a much better team than the exactly. Bears, in my opinion. But uh, the Bears were on top of Tom Brady the entire night. And so that's what made it very, very difficult. They didn't have time for these deep routes to Mike Evans. They didn't have time to let things develop like Tom Brady likes to let them develop. So um, I just don't know if the Panthers can do that, even with Luke Keekley back, uh, because they're so young. But – I will say Matt Rule has been surprising. He's been a good head coach, in my opinion, so far, because the Panthers are a great team. Um, they're so, playing fantastically. Yeah, Everyone thought they were going to be bottom of the league. And, yeah. I mean, right now they're sitting 3-3. Three and three. I'm so, loving them right now. They're one of my favorite teams. I, I need to watch them they're, more. Yeah. Can you imagine? I'm, I'm just I'm, – I'm excited to see if they're able to jump up with Christian McCaffrey back because Mike Davis has been great. I mean, he's been great. But well, he's no McCaffrey is the best running back in football. So – um, I'll be excited to see uh, if their offense takes a jump. When I mean, if you wanted to do that, I imagine what their team would be if they had Keekley and McCaffrey. But... <sighs> That'd be fun. I'm just That'd saying. Be fun. <laughs> That'd be fun. Okay, I have a really, really fun, quick question. Somebody yeah. asked me this, uh, you know, a couple, like, almost a couple years ago, I think, and I thought, wow, this is such a dumb, fun question. Um, okay, here we go. Everybody has finger guns, right? You just got your left hand, your right hand, and you make these finger guns sometimes, yeah? Mm-hmm. you could shoot one thing out of each finger gun what would you shoot out of your finger guns wait just anything wait. you can shoot anything you want out of your finger guns it okay i will say it has to be like some kind of a liquid situation you can't oh, shoot so like a piece of pizza out of your finger dang it oh, i was thinking more like condiments Frick. or something oh. yeah yeah like you could shoot like ranch oh. out of your fingers oh, you said something else for a second okay um <laughs> I was like, oh, wait a minute. No. <laughs> Family friendly. <laughs> well, my first thought right. was like the Whataburger hot spicy ketchup. So, dude, I'm just missing going straight that to condiments. Right now. Yeah, yeah, just going straight. Oh, yeah, you don't first. have Whataburger up there in, in no, Oregon. No, Whataburger. Man, that's is so sad. sad. Oregon's just sad. 
Yeah, that ketchup. Yeah, seasonal uh, affective right, disorder, so man. It we gets get two. Everybody. I was not prepared for this. Two liquids. Um, I know. Okay, I think number one has got to be water. And yeah. this number one has just got to be like, everybody has one of those moments where you have like a cup of water and you're thirsty enough to where you don't have enough to quench your thirst. And you're just like, I don't want to get up. I'm comfortable. Boom, finger gun right into the mouth. You know how tight or, of a party trick that would be if you like. Oh my goodness, yes. Or John, if you just need to piss off your wife just for fun one day, you just whip. You just squirt her, you know? You just squirt her from across the room. Pew, pew. Splash her with a little water gun. Or do, that to, do that to your dog when you're taking them on a walk and they're thirsty. Or maybe you're stuck in the Sahara and you're dehydrated. Finger I water. I find you're myself welcome. stuck I just in the life. Sahara often, so that's, that's a real issue. Um, I think my first one would be uh, liquid gold. Okay, that's fair. Money? Mm. That's fair. <laughs> yeah. And liquid then, gold's a good one. And then to, I need a refill, so my other ones get it's a hot too. Whiskey. That's got to be hot. So I need I need my my molten gold, so I'm shooting that. That's cash cash money right there. I can For turn sure. that around. That's fair. Whiskey. Whiskey. You know, <laughs> He's water. You'd be the ultimate party guy, dude. Like if you just shot oh yeah. Heck okay. yeah, I would. I have one finger that has uh, not been filled up yet. And mm-hmm. so, John, I'm not going to copycat you. Although liquid gold is like the smash choice to go with, uh, I don't want to copy you. So I'm going to take gasoline. Um, I think that saving a lot of money on freaking filling up my car. Maybe mm-hmm. it takes a little bit longer, but I'm never paying for gas again. What happens when everyone goes to to non-fossil fuel cars, though? Then you just then I have to like- cut off my hand. And you got to be like an arsonist or something to get some use out of your hand. Maybe. What if What if I just shot fire? You know, just like a little lighter. It's not a liquid. I, okay, I, I would like accept that. Tape, tape like a a lighter below it, like a little. I, I think I would accept that though. <laughs> if it's just like a little blowtorch, I'm okay with that. Like yeah. just like a little baby lighter. I think yeah, that's that'd fine. Be, that'd be kind of tight. You can't run that at uh, gasoline, though. That could end horribly. That's true. Me and Thatch together is a nightmare waiting yeah, to happen. Yeah, we got separate, dude. Sorry. All right, so wait, if we can do fire, I think I'd do, I'd do gold and fire. Why do you I'd need do fire it. more than whiskey? Because with my gold, whiskey I can buy all the whiskey fire. I want. That's fair. You got me on that one. And then fire's tight. Like if I was on Avatar, I always want to be the firebender. firebender. But you're not, a, okay, but all you're doing is just like one firebender. little flame. Yeah, it's like an inch that's, high. That's a step closer than I am now. <laughs> Look or, at what I can do now. Or just combine nothing. it with gasoline. Just nothing. Gasoline. Nothing I mean, now. God's making some strong points. <laughs> That's true. I Daniel, am what are your stepping guns, towards dude? being the avatar. Dude, I think I think you gotta go basic. And I think you gotta go something like ranch, right? Steady <laughs> readily <laughs> available for both. <laughs> you, you let off with so ranch is top basic. five in my options. Ranch, I think it has to be, got to be one of the top two. The second one, it's like, man, do you go food or some kind of utility? Just protein shake right in your mouth. Protein shake? Chocolate milk. Dude, honestly, I'm probably going like coffee. Coffee. Just like fuel, dude. Like you're feeling low, you need that pick me up. Just think about that. Right, shot right to the mouth. (laughs) Is it cold or hot? It's probably got to be cold. I feel like hot, you can't oh, chug that very easily. Yeah, like like at the temperature you like, though. That's. I feel like you should be able to adjust the temperature, right? Like you got something on your wrist that you're just like, and then you want Actually, cold cold Like, what if I want the hot coffee, but like I want it like in a cup? That's fair. You just pew pew right into a cup. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I feel like you can definitely control the pressure so you're not like splashing out of the cup, too. Or yeah, just if you want max. If you got cold Money. coffee, sorry, didn't want to interrupt. But if you got cold coffee coming out and you have like fire in your other hand, you can just heat it up. That so. raises a good point, Thatcher. True, Thatcher's big braining this. Maybe like once a month, you're allowed to have like increase the pressure by like a hundred. So like I have a fire hose coming out of my finger just once a month, just for fun. <laughs> I'm telling you, then you're one step closer to being an avatar. It's like it's like blood bending. Like on a full moon, you oh, get like a hundred times your ability. Me and Carson or with Sozin's Comet, you get even more, idiot. Sozin's Comet, if thousand times. If you're going to pick the full moon, I'm taking Sozin's Comet. <laughs> God, have you seen Legend of Korra? I mean, it's hard to argue with that. 
That's fair. Yeah. Okay. Let's into core was really good. Let's, let's, let's not get stuck on the core. On the core. Right. 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 Uh, <laughs> uh, I love but the I'm now a fire we're gonna have to, We're going to have to get Charlie to answer that question. So, John, remind yes. me when he jumps okay. off. No, okay. No. Um, okay, here we go. We're going to talk about week four, or not week four, sorry, week five, uh, and reviewing our starts and sits and the matchups. Daniel, you started your boy, LaVishka. Chenault rookie for yeah, the Jaguars. <laughs> Four points. Um, not the greatest. What do you think happened? No, that hurts. And I think it was kind of just the way the game script ended up. I don't I don't know. They that was kind of a confusing output for him considering the amount of targets that he typically gets. I forgot how many looks he ended up getting in that game, but they yep, they hit a number boy, of different receivers him. and he, he did not perform pretty well. I mean, that was that was a painful performance to see actually. I mean, the Jacksonville Jaguar offense, I think, is kind of to the point now where I don't know that we're going to have a whole lot of consistently reliable options. I mean, it seems like Keelan Cole has been pretty efficient. He's gotten a lot of a lot of receptions, a lot of targets, put together some Chenault pretty decent games. Noel seems like he should be the number two guy. I mean, yeah. The targets are there, receptions are not, and the yards were not this game. So that hurt. Yeah, just those are games are going to happen. Yeah, I mean, honestly, uh, starting a rookie uh, that's, you know, arguably second or third on the depth chart is kind of hard to do anyway. But uh, I respected the shot because, man, if you can start LaVisca Chenault, what a sh- what a punch in the gut to your opponent if you win that game. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, Justin Jefferson almost dropped a 40 bomb. Uh, oh, golly, but they were playing the Falcons, so you kind of expected this. Yeah, But I don't think you can ever game. expect 40 points from a player. So, shout out to Charlie. I did. I you can him. for him. <laughs> I played him. Your boy called it. Oh, yeah. You dropped almost, uh, you know, two hundo this week. Yeah, mm. your boy finally got his win. Who'd so you play? Good. It's my year. Play Charlie. Ooh, congrats. Yeah, That's a big one. Mm. Oh, man. Charlie was supposed to draft Justin Jefferson, too. So, this is kind of a, yeah. a punch to the gut. Yeah. Him away. The knife. Congratulations yeah, on that. Me and you both got, got our first win in Dynasty, so... Yeah, but um, mine means more because yeah. I dropped 170, so... That's true, and I barely dropped 100, so... And somehow you I did. still won. Did you even get triple digits? I did. I got to I got to like 100.1, I think. <laughs> Good so. for you. Thank you so much. I was so... I literally just put my forehead against the corner of a room and tried to cry, but nothing came out. So, um, <laughs> I think all of... The, I think I've just dehydrated from the first five weeks of tears. So. <laughs> Okay, no, Thatcher, no. you started Michael Gallup. Wow, fell flat on your face. Under four yeah. and a half points. Hey, I still beat Daniel, all right, by point two. Yeah. So <laughs> But yeah, I wasn't I was pooping the bed. I was expecting Andy Dalton to go to show up a little more. I mean, yeah. I wasn't expecting the turnovers and it was just kind of just a sloppy game money. overall. So Yeah, I I'm right there with you, man. I mean, I don't think you can I mean should what a disappointing you, year as a whole, though, for Gallup, right? I mean, yeah, definitely, definitely. Definitely. I mean, I don't think anybody thought that CD was going to come in and be this involved, especially with Justin, or especially with Mike Gallup being so productive in years yeah. past. So, um, yeah. Not, yeah, I think we were talking about that literally at the beginning of our podcast, the comparison between Amari Cooper and Gallup. And it mm-hmm. seemed like Gallup could overtake Cooper. And now it's like, no, CD Lamb is actually jumping out almost ahead of all of them. Yeah, I don't get why Cooper is being productive. He's honestly the one that's overproducing out of everyone. I thought he, it'd be a split <laughs> between Amari and Cooper and Gallup, and then yeah. CD would just kind of pick up what's left. But like, what I will say though is that something that really, really shocked the heck out of me because I didn't even know he had this many yards. Uh, Michael Gallup is top five in the league when it comes to receiving yards on single coverage. So basically, mm-hmm. if he's got one-on-one coverage, he's open. Get that man the ball, yeah. which is really surprising to me and just furthermore shows that the coaching staff in Dallas is, just needs to go. I used to like Kellen Moore. I liked him last year because the Cowboys were just such a good offense, but um, I just – I don't know if I'm a fan anymore. Um, oh, yeah. It just, he it likes, just he's like one of those good. guys that makes those big plays, and they're not really making a lot of those plays. They're not yeah. really throwing it's it because they're force-feeding Cooper the ball. Cooper mm-hmm. gets a million and a half targets a game. Yeah. All right. Well, let's move on. John, you started Kirk Cousins against the Falcons. Started off really rough, but came back and had a good fantasy game. Just under 27 points. I'm happy with it. Um, That produced better than I thought he was going to be, especially after seeing how it started. I thought it was just going to be flat on my face. I thought maybe it was going to drop like 11. Um, But it turned out really well. I also played Justin Jefferson, so that was a double whammy for me with the 
Vikings coming through in those two pieces. Um, but he put up good points for quarterback. Um, Did he throw two or three numbers. interceptions? Uh, three. That made wow. me really sad. Three interceptions and still had a 20, over a 26-point game. So Yeah. So Man. it does hurt, but, I mean, I was happy with how the end result was. Oh, definitely. I mean, this, this is just how fantasy football works. You can have a really bad real-life game and then somehow still be great. Kyler Murray didn't even break uh, 200 yards passing. Uh, but he had, you know, like 70 yards rushing and a touchdown and just enough passing yards to get him to the 28-point mark. Um, so, uh, okay, let's let's talk about our last start. I, I, I started Antonio Gibson, but only if Kyle Allen was the quarterback. He was. was, but for some reason, they're just getting J.D. McKissick involved. He had just under 10 points, so I was definitely expecting 12 or more. Um, honestly, I was expecting uh, personally just a little bit more because I'm a big Antonio Gibson fan especially with the uh, amount of times that Kyle Allen likes to throw to the running back. But um, I think for the time being, I just don't know if you can trust Antonio Gibson. So maybe throw him on no. your bench if you can. I'm benching him. Uh, just for a week or two to see what happens if you have the ability. No shot on playing him. Um, also, I kind of threw out briefly Jamison Crowder at Miami. Um, he just, he had flop. just under 12. Um, but he Which still had like 13 targets. Yeah. Uh, so he well, hasn't had there. under double-digit targets yet. So He has get, a very safe floor. Yeah, do not cut this guy. This is a guy that you need to hold on your team. Um, you can consider him a, a wide receiver two or three going forward, in my opinion, if, you, if these targets continue. Um, so I don't yeah. think it's a complete bust, but it's not what you were expecting. I was expecting 13 or more, especially against Miami. Okay, let's move on to sits. Daniel, you, wanted to, you, you sat uh, Tyler Higby, who had yeah. just over eight and a half points. Um, is this a win in your book? I mean, I think that's kind of what I feared on, you know, I think it's one of those things where with Higby, that's probably the best you're going to get right now. So I think that that's fine. If you sat him, I think that's probably the best decision. You probably could have got better production with another tight end. Higby is just, it's unpredictable. So maybe you'll get eight, maybe you'll get two, maybe he'll get a touchdown and you get like 12, but it's like, he's not really, there's not a whole lot of upside there. So there's not really a reason to force him into that tight end spot when you're probably going to get a pretty low floor and a very risky ceiling. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. Chuck set OBJ. It was the right call. He only had hit under five points. Steelers defense is great. Uh, Baker was getting blown up and playing bad. Did Uh, y'all see OBJ blow up at the end of the game? I did not. I did not. It was livid and going off on the sideline. Dang. Well, that's just People kind were of saying that him and Jarvis, did you all see Stephen A also think him and Jarvis need to demand trades and get out? Mm. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. I think he's calling that, for both of them to, to demand out. I just think that the Browns are honestly playing to their potential right now. And my, I think their, you know, their DBs could maybe step it up a little bit, but uh, you know, I think they're playing decent. I mean, they're a freaking winning team right now. So um, yeah. demanding a trade is a little, little much, but the Steelers, I mean, this is one of the most elite defenses that I've seen since, you know, the bears when they traded for Khalil Mack and then the Seahawks, uh, Legion of Boom in those Super in those Super Bowl years. So this is as good a defense as I've seen in a very very long time. So they need to they need to just calm down. <laughs> All right, Thatch, uh, you wanted to sit DJ Moore against the Bears. He had a decent yeah. game, fourteen points. Um, yeah, but I mean, yeah, I was expecting him to get a little little less points, but this is kind of average for him. I mean, he's he's done worse, he's done better, but I was just predicting against the Bears defense to get um, more of a shutdown, but. Yeah, that's about it. Yeah, um, I think he finished above Robbie Anderson, which is probably like one of the first times that's happened. This who season. had more targets, Daniel? I know that you're the I, DJ owner. I think Robbie Anderson still had more targets. Okay, that I makes more right. sense. That's just kind of how the offenses work so far. While you're looking that up, John, you sat Teddy Bridgewater against the Bears. Great call. He had less than 12 points. Congratulations. Thank you. I am Hopefully right now. Hopefully you save somebody. Two weeks in a row. Hopefully I save someone, um, but my starts and sits have been up and correct two weeks in a row. Maybe it's time to start listening. Got Maybe my win in it's fantasy. Time. That's what I'm talking it's about. Yeah. Maybe it's This is time. my year. The stash. All right. I sat Devin Singletary against Kansas City at less than six points. Um, this is uh, surprising to me because uh, after, after finding out that it was a pretty sloppy game and to see that Devin Singletary still couldn't get it done um, – I know now I know that they were behind, so they kind of were in that situation where they had to throw the ball. But this just goes to show that I mean, um, passing it deep in a in a game like that is going to be very hard to do. And even so, Devin Singletary was not involved in the passing game. So the Bills don't throw to the running back. So you just have to hope that he falls into the end zone. So 
going forward, it's got to be one of those games where it's got to be a really good matchup for Devin Singletary. So hopefully you don't have him on your roster, but if you do, maybe see if you can trade him. Maybe package him with, you know, somebody else and see if you can upgrade at the position. So Yeah, I mean, there's not a whole lot of running back depth right now. So I think, you know, people are weighing the running back position a little more heavily. Do you see than, Zach Moss yeah. taking over workhorse soon once he's healthy? I or do you think see so. him still splitting? I think it's going to be a pretty even split. Yeah. I could actually see Last Zach time. Moss getting more goal line work, though. I think he's more of a that's what I love Big to hear. Guy. That's good to hear. Let's more. see here. Let's put a quick little game. I don't want to. I don't want to sit too long on it. Devin Singletary or David Johnson. David Johnson. David Johnson. Johnson. For okay. sure. Or I'm a little biased though. But. Or Miles Gaskin. Gas. The gas man. The gas man. The gas man. I'm taking. I'm taking Gaskin too. Uh, let's see here. Um, my goodness, I'm trying to figure out who are some other good names. I, I just want to throw a couple more out there. Uh, Singletary or DeAndre Swift? Swift. Ooh. Hmm. I'd say alive. Did y'all see that? <laughs> yeah. I know, but it's the Lions, and they yeah. brought in Peterson, and they've been giving him way too many touches. Mm-hmm. I would say. Swift's I would say Swift. Yeah. I would lean Swift just because I'm hoping, hoping they just now. switch it and finally give him the back. There's, there's yeah. a pretty high, there's a high sell in there. Yeah. Okay. Here's a, here's a good one for y'all. Devin Singletary or Chase Edmonds. Ooh. Ooh. Dude, I oh, like crap. He's, he's so sleepy. I'm like, taking Edmonds. Chase Edmonds in a PPR league is better. Cause he's getting, I agree. That's completely right. If it's, if it's yeah, standard, you probably got to go Singletary. I'm going Devin Singletary cause he's getting the ball handed to him. Yeah, and he's right. a better runner, but Edmonds is getting the ball thrown to him. Truth. I think I think that's the line right there, is and that's kind of a yep. scary thing because one of those guys you drafted, you know, in the single digit rounds. So, okay, let's move on. Let's briefly go over pick them, and then we'll briefly hit up Thursday night football, and then we'll finish with our draft. We don't want to keep you all for too long. Um, okay, uh, man, this is a tough week for matchups. Uh, me, Charlie, and Daniel all only got seven correct. Uh, I fell to 68% on the season, Charlie to 69%, Daniel to 61.5%. Thatcher had the best again, nine for four, 66% on the season, and John six for seven, falling under 500 um, and down to 51.6%. So um, towards the middle of the season, you can tell you can tell that things are starting to get a little tough. This is surprising because you know we were in the double digits in the first few games of the season, which are usually harder to predict because. You don't really know the identity of these te- of some of these teams yet, um, but it's it's interesting. So hopefully we can get those numbers up for y'all as time goes on. Okay, Thursday night football: Giants at Eagles. What are your thoughts? Who can we start? Who are we sitting? <laughs> Honestly, don't really care about this game. <laughs> yeah, me neither. <laughs> if I'm being completely honest, in real life, real life football, I don't really care. But well, in fantasy. There are going I'm to be playing, a lot of relevant names. I'm smashing Boston Scott. Giants are atrocious. I'm playing Boston Scott. He's got potential. I think he could yeah. be a big name. He's a good handcuff. I'm playing Boston. And I think that's the that, only Eagles player I'm playing. I think if you need a flex, I think Boston Scott could be good. The problem is he was not very good in week one when he was the only running back there. Are you worried about that? No. Okay. I think they've got no other options right now. Boston That's Scott true. is on the team mm-hmm. that has actually played. That is not a practice squad player. Yeah. So I think you run Boston Scott, and I think he's going to be a good player. Yeah. Okay, let's see here. Let's go through the Eagles, and then we'll go through the Giants. Are you starting Carson Wentz? No. Hmm. Not likely. I I'm think you can Carson start Carson Wentz. Wentz because I'm pretty sure he's been a top 12 quarterback in three of his last four games. I think you can. I think he's I got like a him. good matchup. I think <laughs> he's not a sexy start, find, but he's doable. I, I can find better options somewhere else. Yeah, that's that's probably the best way to put it. He's not a sexy start, but he is doable. He probably will get you the job done and not poop the bed for you because it's a crappy team he's playing mm-hmm. against. But, I mean, I think your upside's pretty limited with his weapons. Yeah, definitely. I mean, he, he's running the ball a mm-hmm. lot. So, in the last yeah. – uh, three out of the last uh, four games, he's had about 40 rushing yards minimum. So he had 65 against Cincinnati, 37 against San Francisco, only 11 against Pittsburgh, but Pittsburgh great. And then about 50 against Baltimore. So he's been balling out on the ground um, and he's, he's starting to turn it on. So I think that you can start him. Okay. Travis Fulgham. Um, 
Are we starting him? I mean, we don't really I'm like st- the name, I'm but still he's not been good. It yet. I, he's been good. I'm not feeling it. I know I could end up biting that one, but I'm still, still not feeling it. Let's see here. Let me look at his game logs. Double-digit targets two weeks in a row. He's had 31 and then 20 no points. One. And they, they st- don't. They don't and they still anyone. will have no one going into this game. I'm. I'm not playing him. I think. Let's see here. He did those against Pittsburgh and Baltimore. Yeah. I think that you can play Travis yeah, Fulton. I would say play him definitely if you can now, do that against Pittsburgh. What I will say though is those games are losing game scripts. Yeah. And the Giants are going to be a closer game. But I do think that the Giants have a a competent enough offense to keep up with the Eagles. I do expect the Eagles to win this game. But um, I think you can start Travis Fulgham. Uh, Deshaun Jackson is going to be back. So if you want that shot at maybe a 60-yard touchdown, maybe you throw him in there. I'll be interested to see what the dynamic looks like with Travis Fulgham having, you know, somebody that's higher on the depth chart back with him. So keep an eye on that um, uh, and be cautious. Okay, let's talk about the Giants really quickly. I will say that the Eagles do still have a very good defensive line. And so that's one thing to keep in mind. Daniel Jones is not very good when it comes to being pressured. Um, He doesn't have very much awareness. His peripherals are gone. You know, I already said, and you know, a week or two ago talking about in the Baylor sale uh, argument to just bail on Daniel Jones because of his pocket awareness. Do you think that you can start Daniel Jones and some of these offensive pieces? Uh, I'm starting Slayton and that's the only one I'm starting. Yeah, Slayton, Slayton's an automatic flex every week. I'm starting him every week as a flex. No one else. I don't care about anyone else. I'm yeah, he's Giants. kind of a boom they've, bust player, and he, he tends to boom fairly often. So I they've mean, fallen, they've fallen into the Jets territory where I'm not playing a single player on their team unless his name is Slayton. That's yeah. where they've fallen for me. Yeah, definitely. Especially looking at these guys' game logs, they got really nothing. Darius Slayton's the only hope for fantasy on the Giants. That is all they have. Okay, this is my thought process on why I would be nervous to start Darius Slayton. Uh, I don't think you have to start Darius Slayton because you probably didn't draft him in the single digits. So if you can start somebody else, maybe you should. But my thought process is that the Philadelphia defensive line is still very good. And Darius Slayton is the deep threat guy. So Daniel Jones needs time to chunk the ball deep. And I don't know if Darius Slayton is going – I don't know if, if, uh, if Carson Wentz is going to have time – or excuse me, Daniel Jones is going to have time to drop back and throw a deep ball. So I think that maybe Evan Ingram is a better start here. Uh, I'm Man, I'm skeptical on Evan Ingram, um, but I think that you should be able to hopefully start some of these shorter route guys, and Evan Ingram is one the of them. The one so. thing I have to say about that, though, is look what he did with the Steelers. And the Steelers have a really good D-line. That's true. But I will. He did have six receptions, so it didn't really look like he had. Now I could. The box score could be lying to me, and maybe he did have a deep ball. But uh, um, you know, Darius Slayton is one of those guys where he's not going to be a high volume guy, and it seemed to be relatively high volume. Daniel, yeah. Evan Ingram has been, you know, the one with seven, eight, ten targets in these games. So, yeah. Um, we'll, we'll see. see. And it looks like Evan Ingram is being targeted uh, in matchups where they have a good defensive line: Pittsburgh, Chicago, the Rams. Uh, so mm-hmm. I think that you can start Evan Ingram here because he's going to be that short route guy. Okay, people, let's do this. Let's get into our draft. Um, we're going to go four yeah. rounds, and we are going to draft appetizers. We're going to draft food appetizers, and I want to get this done quickly because if we spend too much time on this, I'm going to be too hungry. So uh, Yeah, that happened last time. We literally had to take a break. I remember that, <laughs> and then I went and had a ton of hummus. So. The number oh, one pick, crushes. Congratulations, you're the number one pick. The number two pick is Daniel. Yes. Number three goes to John, and I am bringing it up the rear. So, all right, Thatcher, my Four friend, rounds. you Bro, are Thatcher, on. You, you always got to go uh, chips and queso, man. I'm sorry. The I was hoping it was going to fall, but congratulations, you have won the draft. That's that's a good one. Yeah, that's probably good. Who's second? Is it Daniel? Daniel. I'm second. Hmm. That was really going to be mine. It's like. Chips and salsa. Followed up. I know. Chips like... salsa is a pretty baller one, though, too. <laughs> to be honest, I was about to say that, but I was like, queso, dude. You queso. gotta love the queso. Uh, queso is better than salsa. 
Yeah, so, I think uh, I am. I'm going to play it safe, and I think I think it's going to fall if I don't salsa. take it. So chips and salsa, I think, has to go. Okay, chips yeah, and salsa. That's good. a pretty that's a pretty safe pick. What, uh, kind, well, what kind of salsa is your go-to, really quickly? Oh, it's got to be kind of somewhere in the middle. I don't want it to just be all chunks, but I also don't want just the all like liquid. It's got to have some pretty solid onion and tomato, and I want it to have a nice little kick. Do you do it. green oh, salsas or red salsas? Red. I le- usually lean red, but honestly, really? I've really never been disappointed with a green. Love, love me if that Mexican restaurant brings out the the sauces and one of them's green. That's the money yeah. one, dude. You green salsa, especially floor. especially Chewy's. Chewy's. Um, Chewy salsa, so their green salsa is good. to die for, mm-hmm. yes. But I also like, uh, I like warm red salsa. So, gotcha. yeah, little little weird. Okay, John, you're on the clock. What's up? What Buffalo you got? chicken dip. Oh, yeah. man. Dude, easy. Easy. did I tell y'all I made some of that with Chick-fil-A buffalo sauce? It hits so different. It's so good. Man, I've I've only I think I've only ever had buffalo chicken dip once and it was at uh Just when we the moved most to Charlie. Sad thing I've ever heard in my life. Dude. So it was <laughs> I could not stop it eating us it. when we're here. Oh my gosh. Tell her to make some so when good. I come up this weekend. All right, I'll talk to her. Dude, oh my goodness, it's so See if we can have some for you. Okay. <clears throat> my goodness, this is this Carson, is a tough one. Swing. What's that? You got a swing. What are you doing? You got, you got a swing. <clears throat> let's see here i have a this is a tough one i think i have to i i love mexican food so i'm just gonna round out the queso salsa with some guacamole okay uh, so i'm gonna take some guac, some guacamole now the real question is what do i go with number two and this is man this is a tough one if you take i've got one at number two and if i don't leave with both of these i'm gonna be really upset okay I I have to take mozzarella sticks. Ooh. Oh, I that's love a good me choice. some mozz sticks. But that was like a number three for me. Get out jalapeno of here. poppers. Okay, jalapeno poppers are good, but I've never really, I, I've never been a big uh, spicy guy, and so if I never really had really them introduced. Well. Yeah, but th- that's the funny thing is I feel cheated because they're never spicy. They're so good. And I've never had like They're super incredible. spicy ones. They're incredible. Okay. That's I a very, very good pick. Daniel, you're on the clock, yes, my that's man. That's me. I love when they do like the tower of onion rings, when they're those big onion mm. rings, yeah. the really solid breading. And you know who has good go onion with it? rings? We used to go all the time, Daniel. Red Robin. With Dude, Red Robin's onion rings are oh. the best. Oh, I love them. They have the campfire sauce with it too. Dude, it's. I think I've only ever been to a Red Robin's once, and it was when I was like seven years old. So it's. Time what are you to go doing back. with your life? You need to go back. I don't know. Man. Here's the deal with Red Robin, though. Yeah, they are really cheap for the burger you get, and the burger is going to be pretty flavorless. Besides their sauces, their sauces mm-hmm. are really good. But the things like their bottomless French fries, which are incredible, their onion bottomless rings, fries. You have to get the oh onion ring. God, Ask dude. for extra campfire sauce because yep. you are going to crush the campfire sauce. Dude, you can't be telling me this while I'm on a diet. I can. Because I will be going. And your diet's off when you're here this weekend. <laughs> Please don't say that. I need to lose weight. Okay, Thatcher, you got a turn, man. You got two picks. All right, I'm going to go with fried pickles. Okay. Ooh. I hate pickles, but good pick. I know it's a it's a polarizing subject. And then I'm going to go with the cheese curds. Oh, this is interesting. Now, listen, I love cheese curds, but they were definitely going to go undrafted. Yeah, Maybe if Charlie was here, but I wasn't gonna be picking those. Okay, Daniel, you got to pick. Not prepare for this far. <laughs> yeah, dude, this is <laughs> now we're starting to get tough. We're gonna. Be All right, I've got. I've already got mine. Not. Y'all need to hurry up. Mom. So we've got I'm chips hungry. and salsa. We've got onion rings. Mm-hmm. What do we want? You know what? I think I this. I think this technically counts. I think buffalo wings can okay. be. Okay, I was going to take it. Over the right didn't. place. Yeah. I think. I was going to take it if somebody didn't. So I'm sneaking in with it. I respect Prof- that. Profanities, dude. I respect that heavily. <laughs> John, you have a pick. On that one. Sushi. Is that even an appetizer? Yeah, it is. I guess when it could you be. Oh, twist. Well, anything can be an appetizer if you eat it first, right? But. 
Sushi is an app, dude. It's intended to be an app. When you go to the hibachi grills, they give you the sushi menu before the real menu. I don't know about that, man. That's rough. Is it? Is it not? Mm. I can pick something else. What? Do, okay, I'll leave it to everybody mm. else. Daniel Thatcher, what are your thoughts on sushi being an appetizer? I mm. don't think it is personal. I would have definitely chose it over cheese curds if I thought. But, but you didn't think. That's why is it asking. an appetizer? Just, yes or no? It's going to be a no for me, dog. Thatcher? You were always my least favorite, Daniel. Okay. <laughs> I want to see that list. Personal. I want to see that list. John freaking swapped that freaking garbage pick out. Maybe when we were drafting main beer courses. Cheese, beer cheese and pretzels. No! Okay, first of all, never thought about that, but man, is that delicious. It's incredible. I didn't even think yep. about that, yeah. Yeah, it slipped, slipped my radar. Oh, that's fine. I got more apps. I'm prepared. You're so Runs good, deep. man. You're so good. Don't bring it. Don't bring that food my direction. I've only had it a couple times, but I had it at the restaurant that's inside of Lambeau Field when I went to visit um, Wisconsin, and that beer cheese was so unbelievable. Dude, good. when me and Caitlin were on our honeymoon in Toronto, we had some incredible beer oh, cheese and man. pretzels. Man, freaking should have came with y'all. Okay. No, that would have been weird. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> no. <laughs> Sorry. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> you would have loved it don't even lie That's to me hilarious. okay honestly i'm tilting i don't even know what to do here um oh. i'm gonna take sliders are we gonna allow that or not mm. you have to you have to pick a slider so that you can't just claim all sliders it's like a cheeseburger slider okay that's fine are we allowing it yeah i have to let it go dang i should have taken that okay i'm gonna take sliders i feel like it's boring but they're delicious they're reliable but you're a boring person yeah, so it fits. it's true I, I do i do love to be as boring as possible true. um sure not at we... all y'all for nixing my other one so that's fair <laughs> I, you know what i don't i don't i deserve that um good. okay you this do. is I'm glad you understand yeah 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 this is tough because there are a lot of good ones and i found a really small list and it's making me anxious that i don't have more to choose from um are we okay? Are we allowing nachos, or are we going to say no because we've already drafted like queso and all that stuff? I mean, Thatcher has chips and queso, and I've got chips and salsa. So I mean, unless your nachos only have like <laughs> on them, <laughs> okay, what, fair enough. What's fair on enough. your nachos? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just beans. <laughs> okay, uh, I'm not going to take nachos, so that leaves me with, and I don't. I want to be in the spirit of the draft, and so I'm not going to take like a soup. Um, yeah, that's stupid. So, okay, I, oh, man, this is this is difficult. I'm going oh through gosh. like different. I know, I know, I know, I know. I'm sorry. Okay, I'm just gonna freaking lose the draft right now. I'm just gonna, you know what? No, I'm gonna stick to my heart. <laughs> I'm gonna take. I have been in love with hummus lately, so I'm just gonna freaking take it. Okay, dude, I'm gonna take hummus. Hummus, people, people sleep on it. It's so good. It's is good, that man. an app though, or is that a snack? I think it's an app if you go to the right place. I think it's an appetizer. Yeah, it, I just, okay, I just, I just went to a place called La Pasha on Kirkwood down here yeah, in Houston, and real. under appetizers was hummus. So no, you made don't at up. me. No, not real. Made that up. We're gonna have we're gonna have some some pretty tasty honorable mentions. No, I'm gonna John, have some take your last pick. with you when you come up this weekend. Good, you have. better. I would love to see that. I am not afraid. It. Good. Do not. I know me. you're not afraid. That's the problem. Do not test me. I'm going with Mexican seven layer dip. Oh, oh, so good! Right in the heart. That used to be game. Doesn't that have guacamole staple. in it though? It do- I know we're pushing. It does have guac, here. so fine. Mexican six layer dip. Whatever, Carson. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just change my number. That's that? my fault, dude. <laughs> Mexican Excuse six me, my guy. Layer. You don't need guac. Six layer dip. That's fine. I don't need guac. <laughs> my party's still bumping with my buff chick dip and my jalapeno poppers and pretzels. Jeez. Daniel, you got to pick, man. I think I'm going like antipasto, which is like that, like stuff where you get like the mozzarella cheese and the yeah. pepperoni and salami. Yeah. Wait, what is it? Antipasto or antipasto. I think it's called antipasto. Like antipasto. Okay. I'm just going to write it down. It's antipasto. I'm just going to trust you. Yeah, it's like pepperoni, salami. Yeah, it's like kind of like a the you know those like cheese charcuterie boards or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Basically, the Italian version of that. Wait, 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 wait
Shark. Shut Chuchery. up. <laughs> Wait, John just said charcuterie. Yeah. Is it charcuterie. who's right here? I am. Is that a question? <laughs> Gosh. I don't know. Thatcher, take your last pick and change the subject. All right. Or my I my brain melts. Maybe. Have you been listening? That no, was my second know. pick. That was John's yeah, second. Oh my goodness, Thatcher. Right, well, it's been going on so long. All right, here we go. Ready? I'll, I'm just gonna take some some nice meatballs. Okay, meatballs are good. Meatballs. Kind of a boring so, pick, but you know that's that's your yeah, brand. You pick, you your protein in, this, so. you know? It is what it is. I guess. That's true. You do have a lot of carbs right now, Dude, but you do have your vegetables. Carbs are supposed to be. Is a pickle a vegetable? Carbs. By the way, I don't. What does a pickle yeah. fall under? It's yeah, a vegetable. It's a veggie. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, that's gonna wrap us up. Here we go. Thatch, you had queso, fried pickles, cheese curds, meatballs, lots of cheese. Daniel, chips, chips yeah. and salsa, onion rings, wings, antipasto, whatever that is. Yes. John, buffalo chicken dip, jalapeno poppers, beer cheese, pret and pretzels, Mexican six layer dip because you don't get guacamole. But so I will I say, nonetheless, it. my mouth is watering right now, and I have to like. I have to swallow the saliva, just get it out of my mouth because I'm going to, it's going to drill. Gross, but all right. Yeah, you're welcome. Guacamole for me, um, mozzarella sticks, mozzarella bricks, if you've ever been to freaking Pluckers, uh, some cheeseburger sliders, and some hummus. All right. Overrated That's it. Hummus. That's a wrap. I'm starving, and I think I might have to go eat like a banana or something to hold me over through the night. So uh, thanks for joining us on this episode of the Benchwarmers and Waterboys podcast. Make sure to check us out on Let's social media. At B Waterboys on Twitter, where you can stay up to date, never miss a show. Uh, rate the show, review the show, share it with a friend, tell a friend, vote on our Twitter polls, get involved. We need you on our Twitter polls. We want you to send us questions, things that you want to hear us talk about it. Up and down the polls. Tell a friend, that's right, up and down. Get um, all up on our polls. That's right. That's right. Well, once again, thanks for joining us on this episode of the Bench Warmers and Waterboys <laughs> podcast. Don't forget to check out our Friday morning episode. We'll see you then. Deuces. Peace. Peace.